0: the nation's commercial truck driver shortage just won't go away. How do we attract people to this essential industry? Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Bowman, executive editor of Supply Chain Brain, and this is the Supply Chain Brain Podcast. The driver shortage has been with us for years, to the point where it might accurately be described as chronic. Recently, however, the patient has grown even sicker. In a strong economy, it's becoming increasingly difficult to meet demands for service by manufacturers, distributors, retailers, and end consumers. According to the American Trucking Associations, we're about 51,000 drivers short of what's needed right now to support merchandisers like Amazon and Walmart. The problem is especially acute in the long-haul sector, which often requires drivers to be away from their homes and families for days at a time. Today, we'll examine the dilemma with my guest Wally Stegall, technical fellow with Mori Corporation, an electronic manufacturing services provider. He'll share his decades of experience in coping with the shortage, which now includes not just drivers, but positions in accounting, clerical, and dispatching as well. And we'll talk solutions. So here is my conversation with Wally Stegall. Wally Stegall, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Glad to be here.
0: We're going to be talking about the driver shortage today. Of course, this has been a problem for many years, but I'm wondering just if we could take a snapshot of it right now. What is the severity of the problem as you see it? It's
1: more acute than it has been in the past. Since I entered the industry and into the 80s, transportation technology in general, it's been getting worse and worse. And it's not just driver shortage, it's technicians, and it's even clerical, accounting, dispatching. It's across the enterprise system of the fleet.
0: And what is causing it?
1: generational change, focusing on the drivers long haul is just a hard life that 's the bottom line and it 's hard to get people to go into it where you come home at the end of the day is a little easier, but people aren't excited about having their children go into the industry. so new entries are limited. The same thing's true of some of the clerical workers. I think it 's a hard time right now. Things are softening a bit because of market but I don't see it declining. It's just going to continue to get tighter.
0: Levels of driver pay differ from company to company and type of uh, transportation as well. But in general, I get the impression that driver pay is pretty low at this point. Is that also a disincentive to drive a truck?
1: I don't think that is much of a disincentive. In my own family, my brother lost a, a excellent blue-collar job and decided he would try to take up trucking because the pay was attractive to him. And this was in the Southeast where he lived and the life, there's no way to do it, with, especially with children. I think it's less of a pay and benefits issue than it is for the guys who are directly hired by large fleets. I think they're treated very well. If you're an independent operator who, are, who is contracting and basically having to pay your own expenses of equipment and insurance, I think that's just not viable. Now, that is not economically viable. I don't see how those guys do it.
0: I have often heard it said that the trucking industry has to compete with the construction industry for labor because there's a lot of overlap there between uh, workers who can move between those two industries. And when housing starts and housing goes up and gets stronger, that a lot of those workers go into construction and and leave trucking. Is that a trend that we've seen over the long term? Yes,
1: that is an issue. When uh, construction gets hot, the guys are local. They're going to be home. They can get very well paid. There's good money to be had it is a more attractive way to live and a way to work and be compensated. So it's opportunistic and construction booms tend to go for several years. They don't just vanish overnight. So yes, that's an issue. On the maintenance side for technicians, it's a dual-edged sword. Who's paying the most? Are you going to go work for a cat dealership or are you going to work at a freightliner dealership or a fleet? That's when the price competition comes in between the three. And whoever's got the most revenue flow can afford to pay the most wages and provide the better benefits.
0: When it comes to maintenance and technical support, is it an issue that trucks are getting, just like everything else, more technologically sophisticated, more relying on computer systems and the like, which requires a different level of expertise on the part of maintenance crews? Right.
1: It's an issue, but it's not as big as it's going to become with all the things that are happening. I think that's going to become a much larger issue because there seems to be a diversification in technology from fuel systems, power systems, the types of computers. There are large entities that are basically specifying their own equipment and trying to advance technology themselves because they're big enough to do so. That's opening a lot of niches where you're going to have people with very specific skill sets, at least in the short term, until ultimately there's some consolidation of technology over time. So I think that's going to become a growing issue over the next decade.
0: Two major regulatory trends we've seen in recent years. One is the tightening hours of service regulations on the number of hours that a driver can drive and the space between shifts. And the other is the requirement to install electronic logging devices on trucks. Have either or both of those things had an impact on the desire of drivers or the desire of workers to drive trucks? Individual drivers
1: who have been able to make more money Having their two sets of books, that's a relatively small percentage. But really, the larger fleet, reputable companies have already adjusted to it. It has impacted their operations. But smaller entities or individuals are having a harder time with that. Overall, it's less of an issue with larger
0: fleets. And companies. Also, when it comes to owner-operators and smaller truck fleets, I imagine environmental regulations requiring owners to purchase new power units because the old ones are not considered to be compliant with current environmental regulations, that's got to have some impact as well, right?
1: Depends on where you're driving, yes.
0: Again, we're talking about so many different things when we talk about trucking. We're talking about long haul, team driving, short haul, regional, drayage, Are we seeing this issue across the board, though, in all those areas? I know it's worse on the long-haul side, but are we also seeing the driver shortage being felt in each of those segments?
1: I think it hits each of the segments because, again, trucking in general has been battling since I entered it. Perception, general recruiting, it was drivers, again, in the late 80s when I entered from a technology side, the industry, it was already an issue and it's just got worse. I think it's spread even to the guys who are day cab operators, the guys who are equipment operators, but they have to haul their equipment to X locations to do their jobs. It's a hard life. I was really surprised how this has gone into labor shortages impacting the office space and day cab and last mile delivery people. Demand is just so great. That's why a lot of technology is being developed, and we'll see how that all rolls out.
0: And when it comes to last mile delivery, you have competition, I guess, from the so-called gig workers, from the platform providers like Uber and Lyft that are now getting into Mm -hmm. freight or package deliveries. Does that sort of bleed off some of the business from traditional trucking or van or delivery services?
1: I'm not sure how much that's going to play into this at this time. I think Uber has done great in other areas, but I'm not so sure about, for the Mori Corporation, for bringing in materials. We couldn't use someone like them as a delivery service. There's not the traceability. There's not the tracking. They're just another independent dispatcher. I'm not sure about that as being a, a real impact at this time.
0: Are we asking more of our drivers these days in terms of what they need to do other than simply drive the truck? We hear a lot about the importance of kind of the customer interface. The driver is the face of the company delivering. Often the driver is also the one who delivers into the house and assembles or removes packaging and the mm-hmm. like. And it's very important that, that customer interaction. So are drivers being expected to do more than they used to?
1: And the cab, bill, lading, and the paperwork, yes, they are doing more than, than they used to. Unloading larger entities handle that very smoothly. You pull up to dock. People are coming on and off. So truckload, less than truckload operation is a different thing. There's a lot going on there, but there's technologies being developed to help the drivers. But the whole change in the turnover rate is, I think, the real problem with the driver shortage there in the short haul and the less than truckload is that the drivers turn over, they don't develop the skills to handle the environment that they're dealing with. And they have other opportunities, they move on, of turnover, general recruitment. That's where the skill base interfacing with the customers they're delivering to gets hurt. The turnover there really hurts.
0: To what extent, though, is at least part of the problem a result of simply a strong economy? And if we finally at some point or inevitably Mm -hmm. go back into recession, at least it might be alleviated to a certain amount. Or is it more just of Mm -hmm. a chronic thing that's not necessarily tied to business cycles?
1: I would say it's a chronic thing because I'm always hearing about it. As a technologist, Just working in the development of IoT systems, advanced driver assist systems, any part of the vehicle you can name across different platforms. I'm always hearing it from the end user, meaning the fleet, even in times of recession, because then it becomes optimization of your workforce and your equipment to really the best prices and competition is still tight even in the recession. While things are still moving right now, it's also tight. It's always a battle for some reason. It doesn't get that much better when there's Mm -hmm. a slowdown. Now, if we have a great recession or something worse, well, maybe it would unless something really unexpected happens. It's not a factor. From my experiences over the last 20 plus years, it's just a chronic issue.
0: Well, I want to talk about potential solutions, specifically technological solutions, automation. Where do you see the possibility of technology being brought to bear on this issue to alleviate the driver shortage?
1: People talk about the automation of vehicles. Drivers have to do a lot to know and maintain the safety of their vehicle. They've got pre-trip inspection. They've got to be aware of what's going on in the vehicle. And again, if you have Turnover in personnel, you don't necessarily have people with the same awareness. Downtime that could have been prevented happens. Technology can help with those things. We can get technology to a point where the tractor trailer as a system has edge computing, a nervous system, which gives you real time status of that asset from a health standpoint overall so that things like levels of automation can truly be done and be safe, such as platooning. If you've got a train of vehicles, you're going to want them all to be know the health status of each so braking can be coordinated. The drivers, as you go to all those assisted equipment, you've got to really take on the responsibility and the technology to keep the system safe. And the drivers there makes his, his life easier or hers makes the equipment they'll say. There's a long way to go in technology for it to make a significant impact, I think. But that's where the technology is going.
0: Technology certainly does make their lives easier to a certain extent, but it also gives fleet managers and trucking companies an unprecedented amount of oversight and ability to monitor every step of a driver's behavior from braking to speed to stops to turns and everything. And to what extent might that serve as kind of a disincentive to the driver feeling like they're being overly managed in their privacy is being violated and the like, they might not want to drive a truck for that reason.
1: Is that an issue? The things that people monitor the most today is heartbreaking, and that exists today. Everything else would be just additional information to optimize performance of the equipment, perhaps improve training of the drivers. So with the heartbreaking monitoring that has been available for two decades now, I don't see that as much of an issue. I see that more of a, a perception But it's already here. The monitoring of the driver is already here. So I don't see that as a disincentive for the drivers. I see it as ultimately continuing to help the operation because everything is pennies per mile. You've got to know the equipment. You've got to know the driver. You've got to know your end user. You've got to know your supply chain as a fleet of your equipment and the equipment that's on there down to the tier ones, how you're optimizing everything for the specific mission of the equipment, be it the different use cases that trucks are used in. So everything is optimized when it's going to certain regions, pennies per mile. And if you can shave off a few pennies, you're the one who wins the contract and not your competitor. The tattletale scares to non-issue at this point, because it's already been absorbed psychologically.
0: Are autonomous vehicles, are self-driving trucks really part of the discussion at this point, or is that too far in the future for it to really be considered a solution?
1: It's in the future, but we're going to that way, and it's a matter of how fast it goes. I think there's going to be more specific building out of equipment specified for specific operations, with more edge computing and safety driver assist systems. But ultimately, it's going to be going towards the levels of higher autonomy and how can we improve penny per mile. Ultimately, we will move towards higher levels of autonomy.
0: But in the meantime, we still have the human factor. We still have to make this job enticing and attractive to people to get people to drive trucks. And so do you have any additional advice for how we can do that?
1: Somehow we've got to figure out how to make the long haul life more comfortable. There's been ergonomic studies, optimizing for the cab for different body types, not just your standard guy, but optimizing the vehicle for women. There's been a lot of work done recently. For That that hasn't been pursued as aggressively as it could have been, but the industry is doing a much better job now. The cab comfort is a big deal, but somehow the lifestyle has to change. I think pay, you can throw as much money at people, they won't, but if they're not seeing their children, it's going to be a hard thing. So somehow they've got to figure out on the long haul side how to make it more attractive. And the last mile delivery, I think that's going to be just improved by technology. That's more of an economic issue at the last mile. And promoting that they are good jobs and letting people know that there are good benefits and getting the people in the queue. Because we have a huge generational fall off of drivers coming. It's already happening.
0: Well, it's been a problem for a long time and it continues, but maybe some of the things you've talked to us about today give us some hope for an alleviation of the driver shortage problem. But Wally Stigal, I want to thank you so much for describing the problem to us and giving us some possible solutions and spending time to talk about it. Thank you very much for being with us today. Thank you, sir. That was my conversation with Wally Stegall of Mori Corporation talking about the nationwide truck driver shortage. We're online at www.supplychainbrain.com. Repost a new episode of this podcast for streaming or downloading every Friday. You can also read my think tank blog, watch thousands of videos, and access all of our other content, including the digital edition of our magazine. Look for us on Facebook and LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter at @scbrain. You can also download or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts.